0: Now if we turn please tonight to the book of Acts And the first chapter The book of Acts chapter 1 And we're going to read please from verse 15 to the end of verse 18 And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said The number of the names together were about 120 Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. And he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong. He burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. I want us this evening, just for a few minutes, to perhaps a little more than a few minutes, to join with a fairly small group of people in an upper room. In Jerusalem, we've seen this group met together. They are waiting for the promise of the Comforter, another Comforter, one like unto Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the power that will be given them for witnessing and as they've been meeting together they've been spending time in prayer one accord and then we come to verse 15 and and when we come to this passage tonight I, I want us to notice the contrast between two men and to see and learn something that is very important for our day today. as We come to verse 15 here. And in those days, Peter stood up. It was during this time of prayer, together, unitedly. Peter stood up. And that suggests that he stood up with something formal to say. And that's the idea behind him standing up and has been told of it. In the midst of the disciples, the disciples, those who were learners of the Lord Jesus, his pupils. That's the idea of what disciples are. That's where we're told, go and make disciples. Go and teach people. Go and encourage them to be learners. Learners of the Lord Jesus. Stood up in the midst of the Disciples. He's got something to say. That was Peter. We go through the gospels. We're not entirely sure what Peter's going to say next. Sometimes he said words of heavenly wisdom. But at other times, it's rather the opposite. At the end of John's gospel, there we we read in John chapter twenty-one. And the third verse, Peter saith unto them, that was a group of the disciples, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. You see, Peter he could never be quite sure what he would say next. And in that instance, he was leading them back to the fishing boats. The Lord Jesus had said that they were to be <laughs> fishers of men. But Peter was going back to catching fish from the water. But Jesus came, the resurrected Lord Jesus came. Then he had a question for Peter. Verse 15 there Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? More than these Do you love me with total commitment? He saith unto him Yea Lord Thou knowest that I love thee I love you a lot There's a difference in the Greek word there Thou knowest I love thee He saith unto him Feed my lambs And three times the Lord Jesus asked him that question he Gave him the injunction To feed To feed the disciples Of the Lord Jesus So what's Peter going to say here In verse 15 and following In the midst of the disciples Verse 16 there, men and brethren. Well, we notice when he says men and brethren that he's not setting himself up as being anything extra special. He's not claiming to be different. They're all brethren together. And he's Peter. Just one of the brethren. In that sense, he's not claiming to be the Pontiff, Christ Vicar on Earth, anything in that shape or form. He's just speaking with the fellow believers. Men and brethren This scripture Must needs have been fulfilled Which the Holy Ghost spake In this time when Peter Begins to speak He has the words of scripture On his lips They have not yet received The promise of the Holy Spirit And filling them. Baptized into. But Peter. Is assured. That the Holy Spirit. Has spoken. And spoken words. That apply to their situation. And he can bring them. With full assurance. To the waiting. Disciples words from the Scripture which will deal with That current situation. He has total confidence in speaking this word. And this is one of the, the clearest verses in the Scripture explaining to us How the Holy Spirit worked Through the human writer Spake by the mouth of David Yes David wrote it down as it were But it was the Holy Spirit that supplied the words Working through David Working through his character his experience to give him the very words to write David the psalmist David who was king the Holy Ghost had spoken in the scriptures and you know this raises the question for us what is our confidence that God has spoken, that God is speaking to us even today? When we open the word of God, do we read it and do we hear it as God speaking to us now? Or is it dry, dusty, old? Often something that does not have anything to say to us today. And Peter could stand up. And say that it was the Holy Spirit that spoke. Peter could take the scripture. And apply it to the current situation. The disciples gathered together. Now that our hearts were set on fire burnt within us when the scripture was read that we would indeed hear the voice of God. And I believe that we would all respond much more We really grasp who it is. That speaks to us. What a great privilege. That we have. You know this was where Martin Luther. took his stand at the time of the reformation. When he was asked to recant. To turn aside from this new teaching. He had to say Here I stand I could do no other Do we have the confidence To take God's word And stand upon it Could we stand with the disciples And say Is it better to obey Man Or to obey God And know that God Had spoken Words that we were to obey Oh I trust that we would This scripture Now We're not entirely clear just Which scripture Peter had in mind when he spoke in verse 16 Later on in the passage Quotations are given from Psalm 69 and from Psalm 109 But we do know that the Lord Jesus quoted also from one of the Psalms John chapter 15 and verse 8 please Obviously not for this I was thinking of But <coughs> well, the psalm he quoted from the psalm forty one and the ninth verse. Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. 15 verse 18 I was looking at the wrong verse I speak not of you all I know whom I have chosen but that the scripture may be fulfilled he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me now the point being here that the disciples were familiar with the Lord Jesus turning to the psalmist and finding these words of prophecy concerning the treacherous actions of Judas. And so that may have been in their minds as well as the later scriptures that were quoted. This whole matter of prophecy, of God's word coming true, is so important for us to grasp and to hold on to today. There's so many today who call themselves Christians, who call themselves ministers in God's church, But who deny that there is anything prophetic in the word of God. Who deny that things like the book of Daniel could have been written as it claims to have been written. It must have been after the event. But Jesus took the scripture. And Jesus said it was fulfilled in events. That were just about to happen. In that case, Judas is clearly the subject of the reverse. You see, Peter here says this scripture must needs have been fulfilled. Must meet. Because it is the counsel of God. It has to come true. It has to happen. It is in the divine plan. God has told us about it beforehand. But it is because it's God's will and plan. It will happen. We read many things In the Psalms Which don't necessarily At first glance Remind us Of their fulfilment But when the Lord Jesus Clearly states This applied To himself And to the treacherous acts Of Judas against him We can have no doubt Must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost, by the mouth of David, spake before concerning Judas which was guide to them that took Jesus. And that word "before" emphasizes the prophetic, the prophetic nature. God's word is always true, and God's is quite at liberty to tell his people things in advance in such a way as if they had been written after the event we've seen this too with our studies in some of the messianic prophecies recently I remember in Isaiah 53 so much of that was written as if it was actually in the gospel <coughs> and the details were so clear We read here Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. You see, Judas had been called to be a fisher of men, to be a guide to men. But he turned out to be a guide to the enemies of Christ. To them who would seek to destroy his ministry. For he was numbered with us and obtained part of this ministry. Luke, please, at Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. And we see there in the first verse, Luke's Gospel chapter 9. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You see, he called his twelve. And that included Judas. Judas was one of those who was sent out. Judas had this ministry. He had power. And authority. Over devils. And the cure diseases. And we cannot argue with this. It's what it says so clearly. He was sent out to do this work. He was numbered as one of the twelve. He took part in this ministry. And you know. Those today who claim some element of miraculous powers as verification for their their work and what they're teaching I've got to be very careful because Judas could have claimed exactly the same things exactly the same things you could not tell him apart the Lord Jesus knew but the others didn't the people around did not know He was one of the twelve. It was not proof of anything. But Jesus knew, as I say. And we can see this in John's Gospel, chapter 6, and the 70th verse. This is where so many have come and heard, received the free bread, so to speak had their stomachs filled but then Jesus began to teach them hard doctrine in verse 66 there we see that from many from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him then said Jesus unto the twelve will ye also go away then Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go thou hast the words of eternal life And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ The son of the living God Jesus answered them Have not I chosen you twelve And one of you Is a devil He spake of Judas Iscariot The son of Simon For he it was that should betray him Being one of the twelve You see Jesus knew Judas' heart all along He was numbered And had this ministry What privilege was Judas' He had 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 the best of opportunities All that teaching All that time spent with the Saviour He had been trusted with the work and given power and sent out. He could not complain that he'd never heard the gospel truth. He could never complain that he'd been treated unfairly. Quite the opposite. He had received every opportunity. Yet He would still betray the Lord Jesus He was numbered with us And had obtained Part of this ministry He'd been given the work To do He'd been made One of those Disciples So specially blessed Of the twelve By the Lord Jesus Verse 18 Now this man purchased A field With the reward of iniquity the reward of iniquity and wasn't this Judas' problem from the start when he'd been called to be a disciple he had been trusted he'd been specially trusted you see in John's Gospel chapter 12 see here that he's complaining about this pound of ointment it was so expensive verse 4 there then says one of his disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's son which should betray him why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor you know that was so pious of him and so worthy but read verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had to bag and bear what was put therein. You see, he had been not only made a, an integral part of the twelve, but he had been trusted with their money, their finances. What they were given to buy food, etc. with, or to help others. And he had abused that position of trust totally And used it for his own benefit throughout He was a thief He had been so exalted received every blessing and benefit And every opportunity And yet he was only in it for greedy personal gain. He was a thief. We're warned of the love of money. We're warned what shall a problem man if you gain the whole world yet loose his own soul. And this That brings To his Great painting In Matthew's gospel Chapter 26 You know when I was Doing studies In preparation for this I came across Various speculations That one or two had made About Judas And some have said How Judas was so misunderstood He was only trying to Provoke the Lord Jesus Into declaring his power And bringing the kingdom in And so forth The scripture doesn't say anything of that Matthew's Gospel Chapter 26 And the 14th verse Then one of the twelve Called Judas Iscariot Went on to the chief priests And said unto them what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. You see, he went in search of money. And well, I don't know how much thirty pieces of silver was worth. In that day. Compared to an average working man's wages. I would only be guessing. If I said it was worth more than 300 pence. We've recently looked at. But one would imagine. That it was a lot of money. Even compared with. A day's wages. It would seem like. Rather a small fortune to many a person No doubt Judas was it for what he personally Could get out by any means he could and This this turns us in some respects to A man that we're perhaps not very familiar with. Psalm number 52. An Edomite. Who caused a lot of trouble and heartache. An Edomite called Doeg. There was a time there when. David. Was not popular with King Saul King Saul had become intensely jealous of him But there was a time when David came to the high priest And asked for bread And asked for a sword Then the high priest gave him bread And gave him the sword that David had taken off Goliath But there was a man there who'd overheard and seen what happened. And that man was Doeg the Edomite. And he told King Saul. But he added to it, and he cast the high priest in a very unfavorable light for King Saul. And King Saul demanded. That the priests be killed. 87 of them to be wiped out. But no one would do it. And then this guy stepped forward. And he did it. Verse 7 there we read. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. Not his dark. A traitor, a man who betrayed God's anointed one, who betrayed God's high priest. Those who, in their daily ministry, typified the Messiah's great work. You see, Judas had been given a great position. Judas had exercised a ministry. But this was no guarantee to Judas that all was well with his heart. We must always consider ourselves. We read, don't we let him that think if he standing, take heed. Lest he fall. We must always. Look unto the Lord. And know that it is of his grace. That we are. What we are. Wasn't that what the apostle Paul said? It is by the grace of God. That we are. What we are. We must. Never think ourselves to be strong in all We must always Trust in the Lord And what a terrible end Judas had This man purchased the field with the reward of iniquity And falling headlong he burst asunder in the midst And all his bowels burst out We look back there at Matthew's Gospel Chapter 27 Matthew's Gospel 27 verse 3 Then Judas Which had betrayed him When he saw that he was condemned Repented himself and brought again The thirty pieces of silver To the chief priests and elders Saying I have sinned In that I have betrayed the innocent blood." And they said What is that to (coughs) me? See thou to it You know Judas had never been able to bring any Charges or evidence From the life of Jesus To the high priests He had betrayed him In guiding Those who came to arrest him But he was not a witness For he had nothing To say There was nothing of ill report To give But after Judas felt and knew his guilt, his conscience condemned him; he knew what he had done was wrong, but we don't see him crying out, "God be merciful to me, a sinner!" Now he brings the money back. This is that matter? The priests, what is that to us? See thou to it. They treat him too with contempt. They know he's guilty. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple, departed and went and hanged himself. You know, the bare facts of it are given here In chapter 27 of Matthew's Gospel Some of the Gruesome detail is added It would seem that he, he hung himself And perhaps the rope broke Or the branch he hung himself from And his body Crashed down Headlong falling head first and he burst asunder and all his bowels it's gruesome you know we can have a tendency to see the actions of wicked people and say why do the wicked prosper you know if you saw Judas with his 30 pieces of silver you might have thought he'd done alright out of it And of course not everybody Experiences God's judgment so quickly As Judas did The psalmist in Psalm 73 have this experience Verse 3 For I was envious of the foolish When I saw the prosperity of the wicked You see he had saw wicked people Prospering and doing well in the world He was envious. Verse 17 Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, thou castest them down into destruction. You see, God has given blessings bountifully. And some. Use those blessings willfully And others obtain Great blessings willfully So to speak But in the end The wages of iniquity Will pay them back Whatsoever a man soweth That shall he also reap And Judas Got a terrible end As his reward For terrible treachery. You see. We have that choice don't we? We hear God's word. Do we trust him? Are we going to follow Judas? Are we going to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus? Obey his commandments. Because we love him And we've got to follow Jesus And be clear That is the choice for us as individuals That is a choice for us as a church That is a choice for all Who claim to be disciples of Jesus And that is the problem facing The church In the broad sense and the broad evangelical sense today Are we going to do things God's way Are we going to do things man's way Now I pray that indeed We will heed the words of scripture As our soul Authority Our all sufficient authority For every aspect of faith and doctrine. To rule over and guide our lives. We might indeed. Trust in the Lord. With all our hearts. And lean not on our own. Understanding. The Holy Ghost. Has spoken. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Now, Father, thy word to us tonight is being very soft. Not pleasant for us to consider what happened to Jesus. But we rejoice and praise thee that thy word is true. We seek thy mercy and grace that we might ever trust thee. That we might grow in love for the Lord Jesus And be more faithful In keeping his commandments In Jesus name